Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is how to brainstorm ideas, a workshop. (laughs) So Holly and I are going to basically be brainstorming ideas uh, out of scratch. We have, uh, she, she, they had a vague format that we're going to use to make it a little bit easier, but that's pretty much it. It's going to be from scratch. We don't have anything prepared, no ideas already. Um, and again, just like we do every week, we are going to talk about what we did in the previous week. So Holly, you are very excited about your week. Why don't you go first? I am. I am. I, it was It was a good week overall. Um, I got my words for Dead Man's Party, and I was very happy with the way that story is coming together. Uh, it, I got, had a nice little twist that took it into direction I wasn't exactly anticipating, although it's still going where I needed to go, which is always a nice thing. So I also finished Lesson 29 of How to Write a Novel, uh, which this week was the story that's bigger than your writing skills, which we've all had these massive ideas. And mine, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've had a couple, but uh, the one that was just you know, oh my god, it was the most magnificent idea. It woke me up in the middle of the night. It was dreaming the dead. It was a dream that my publisher, who'd been dead for a couple of years, uh, had come to visit me in my sleep and told me that if I wrote this novel, it would be wonderful. And usually when you wake up from a dream and you have dreamed that, you know, that you had this great idea for a book and you wake up and you start writing it down, you realize it's like, um, banana carnivore checklist. Why does this, every time you say this, it always has a banana in it. (laughs) Because I had an idea once, and I wrote, woke up and wrote it down, and it was something about bananas. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things. Oh, it's a good this, reason. Yes, you keep this notebook by the side of your bed just in case, and it's got a pen there. And you wake up and you roll over and you, you wait. You're in a half sleep and you write it down. And I woke up the next morning excited because I remembered, and it was something about bananas. And I went, huh? <laughs> So that's why, is because that was the reality of one of those stupid dream ideas, and this wasn't. This, I woke up. I got the computer. It was, I had the laptop next to my bed. I pulled the laptop on my lap. I started writing, and I outlined this thing, and it was amazing. And then um, I started writing it, and I got about 44,000 words in, and it broke. So I discovered this week working on this lesson exactly what i did that broke it and i'm not going to just go through the whole thing because it's a longish lesson but the thing that broke it was that my theme was ill-defined it was a very very wide theme times 99. (laughs) i had actually written down 99 themes for this oh my god Uh uh-huh (laughs) 
And I was, yeah, I thought, well, yes, because I am trying to, in fact, write the entire universe in one book. Um, I am probably, and every theme and everything that ever mattered to me in my, my whole life that ever mattered <laughs> in this one book, that's probably why I was unable to finish that one. So, um, so I help people figure out how to fix those ideas into things that, that are could... so those ideas that are too big for your writing skills at the time. Yes, that yes. is awesome. See, because when I looked at that one, I thought, well, that would be too big for my writing skills even now because that book cannot be written as is. <laughs> That's just you just cannot get from here to there. Well, even if you did, it it would be a torture to read. Oh, I think. God. What a mess. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I give myself points for, you know, magnificent ambition. Yes. <laughs> damn. Anyway. Okay. So that that's this week's lesson. And I finished that and got it all, all done. And, uh, and then I wrote uh, Wishbone. And my three days of Wishbone were wonderful. The Wishbone Conspiracy, which is not going to be titled that when it comes out, by the way. But my next cadence i'm actually kind of happy about that yeah yeah it's just it's not good and somebody when the first it was just going to be wishbone and what's and somebody said what a book about salad dressing salad dressing yeah there's i a thought brand. it was the the bone that you get from the turkey yeah oh well that too but yeah no there's a salad <laughs> dressing brand it's wishbone salad dressing oh okay yeah um in any case i was galloping along Tuesday, gallop, Wednesday, galloping along Thursday, and Friday, I came in, I sat down, I started into my words. I was at the, the scene past the midpoint twist, where, and I thought that I knew where I was going, and my fingers started moving, and words started coming out, and they took me in a completely unexpected, in fact, opposite direction from a, what I thought I was going to be writing, my, the fingers just twisted it around so it was completely opposite. And it gave me the answer to the problem that I was going to have with Katie um, in about five more scenes, where now I know how exactly she deals with the fact that all of her weapons have been taken from her. And she is in a place where she is a, she is <laughs> walking into an execution chamber, knowing she's walking into an execution chamber, and I figured out how she how she gets out of that. Oh wow! Because I didn't have an answer. I but didn't your, know. But your muse was aware that you didn't have an answer, mm -hmm. and then it found a way to give you one. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. And it set it up in that scene as I was writing it, and my fingers are flying, and I didn't want to stop. I had <sighs> 23, 2,400 words, somewhere around there, when I finally Yay. pulled myself to a stop. And it was, I didn't want to. I just wanted to keep on going and keep on going, but I couldn't write five chapters in one day to get to that really spiffy scene. So I just wrote the note on how to do it. And, oh, my God, it was so fun. Yeah, sometimes that's hard to pull yourself back. But you have to remember, too, that you don't want to create that burnout. Mm -hmm. Right. And not only that, but I had a bunch of other stuff still on my list yes. to do. You know, I had the yes. forms and I had to, to deal with, you know, the customer service thing. And although there really wasn't much on Friday, but... No, Friday was, yeah. yeah. But th there was, I mean, that's... 
that's something that you have to have is that self-discipline mm-hmm. in order to succeed because there are other sides. Like with Etsy, all I wanted to do was design new products, but I had customers buying products that I had sold. Mm-hmm. So I had to make those and ship those, and that's part of the the thing. And then the other problem was also I had to take pictures of these products. I had to post it. I had to market. So you really have to learn a balance, even though this is the fun thing that you want to do and want to do right now. Mm-hmm. And you're on a roll. Sometimes it's it's just you can't keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to segment it so that you always can every day. But sometimes you need to step away. But it's nice to step away wanting to write more because you come back excited. Yeah. And you figure I'm not going to get back to to this until Wednesday. But yeah. I know where I'm going on Wednesday. And <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to get there. Yeah. And yeah. you get to be excited the entire time until you get back to Wednesday. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I have Dead Men's Party on Monday, tomorrow. And then I have uh, my marketing day on Tuesday. And that's really cool and exciting. And I'm learning a bunch of new stuff. And then Wednesday. So, yes. I don't know. It's just, it was a great week. It was a great week. So, anyway, your turn. (laughs) Um, Well, I got my words this week. And um, I started a piece. Now, I I was originally going to be doing a collaboration with a friend. And she is, um, she wants to do it. But right now, uh, she's having some issues, some personal family stuff. So what I figured is I would still write my part of the collaboration and then send it to her. And and this is so funny, too, because it was right after our collaboration um, episode where I was like, yeah, I don't think I would ever collaborate. In my head, I was thinking that. And then I sent out two messages to two people asking them if they wanted to collaborate (laughs) this is how my my i am your daughter i am that contrary person i tell myself i don't want to collaborate and my muse says oh yeah fuck you here's two really great ideas let's go collaborate yeah yeah luckily luckily only one of them said yes but it wasn't her her the right time for her so who knows if we'll ever you know get to do this one project it just depends on if she's still excited about it when she comes back into um her own time Mm -hmm. and the other person was like i would love to do that but well actually no it's the same situation on both ends both 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 of them are just they can't do it right now and i was like okay that's fine. <laughs> but but it's like my muse just wanted to spite me. I wasn't even bummed that I can't do the collabs right now. It's It was just like completely okay with the fact that, you know, it wasn't the right time for either of them. It, it was just trying to spite me. Like, you little shit. I had completely forgotten about this until you mentioned that. But uh, Matt and I were, uh, I was telling him about my idea after I, I had just kind of thrown out the the collaboration thing with him last week. And he said, do you know you? And, you know, has his we wife... Had, huh? You mentioned, you mentioned this in the collaboration episode. No, no. This is new. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> so I was, I was like, you know, just telling him... I said, you know, that was a serious offer about collaborating with you. And he said, how would that even work? Oh, that's a that's what Tony would call a buyer's question. Mm-hmm. How would that work? Mm-hmm. That's it. He and sunk. He said, "I don't, I don't even, you know, I I don't want to because I don't write as fast as you do. I don't want to be <laughs> holding up the project with, with me writing my slow chapter and you knocking out one in a night, and um, <laughs> and so I said, well, no, really, what I was thinking was I would write like each chapter. You would go through and add your stuff." into it and because he's funnier than I am 
And yes, yes, and yes, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's. Sorry. I mean, I'm. I'm grimmer. He's funnier. And I said, "Well, you're funny. You're funny in your books, but mm-hmm. as your child, I would say you're more corny than funny." <laughs> yes, but that's my prerogative. <laughs> yes. Well, you do get to say that, and then I get to stick my tongue out at you. Yeah. Yes, or make a bad joke. <laughs> or make a bad joke. But anyway, um, and he said, "Well, you know, actually, that sounds kind of fun." And so then I said, well, you know, uh, so this was what I was thinking we could do. And I told him, and, I, and then I ran the sentence by him, and he said, that's a pretty good sentence. And so I kind of bounced the, the ideas back and forth with him. And he said, well, yeah, well, what about if we did this? And what about if we did that? And then he said, you know, we could use this name, and it's a very good collaborative name. And... I win. Oh my God. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh. But I'm really, really happy because I think it's beautiful as well. It's, it's a new adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm so excited about that. I didn't even think did not even think to mention it. <laughs> so Yeah, so we did this this episode on collaborations that was you know, mostly positive, but we had a lot of negatives and we were like, nah, probably not for us. And then both of us both. go out and get collaborations. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because that's your muse. Your muse says, ooh, that sounds fun. And if you don't want to do that, well, fuck you. Because I yeah. do. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's same thing with art. If I say, oh, I don't want to try that medium, immediately my muse is like, no, we need to buy buy something and try it uh-huh yeah uh-huh um but yeah anyway so i got my words and i got the words on another project and then i started doing i i, I wasn't sure i wanted to mention it but i started doing the world building for fulton hills yes 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 yeah. yes so i started doing the world building i started doing the i am also taking how to write a series so I am going to basically take, and I started from day one um, with all of the old version of how to write a series, which is like included in the new version, yeah, which I I've was not expecting. I've eliminated almost all of that at this point, the old freebie version. I mean, that's still available. Well, yeah, it's it's still there and it's still, it's still kind of, I like the way you have it up there. It's just kind of like a fundamental overview of it. Mm-hmm. It kind of just gives you some information. Um and but yeah, so I've already gone through that, and once I reached a certain point where you're talking about like uh, building up your characters and stuff, I pulled out the how uh, the world building clinic because I need to go through, and I have not done world building clinic since I was like 23, and I started working on the werewolf uh, group and world that I started that I lost my entire notebook I think on the bus yeah that was heartbreaking um but and I just I have I still have that passion for that project but every time I think about it it's just it's lost to me in a way Mm -hmm. you know yeah like Um, our hill is for me yeah but at least you got three books out of that true true it was at least a realized project I mean I had an entire werewolf language because I also took how to write a language clinic or the the language clinic. Yeah. And like I I actually went through the whole damn thing and created my own language, which I'd never done before. You know, <laughs> yeah. I had no interest in that before. 
and I did it and it's gone. <laughs> so somebody out there has my werewolf language, my werewolf background, an entire notebook. Um, if you find it, please contact me. <laughs> it's show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And um, this is a notebook from, what, 13 years ago almost? Yeah. Yeah, that one's probably gone by this point. Shut up. Shut up. I'm sorry. Somebody will find it somewhere. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I started doing the world building for Fulton Hills. And I've, I've got a lot of it written down in other places so basically i had to run through the house find all of my all of my old world building stuff all of my old stories all of my old ideas and i have a notebook that's it's well a a compilation of stuff that's at least two inches thick nice just full of different stories different ideas um so i've got all of that gathered i started putting together some ideas for um just the the basic world first because i want to create the i i i have to do glass house but it is changing so much from the original that i want to get certain systems down in the world building of fulton hills before i can go back and revise that first one yeah that's really important yeah because at the point where you don't have your world nailed down you are still in that flux state of if anything can happen, yeah, then nothing Yeah, matters. well, and it's not even that because I have limitations down. More I'm afraid of having to, of, of writing something. And then like you did with one of your books, you, you broke your own science. But you had the ability to go back and fix your old science. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the book I'm writing now. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to have to do that um, if I can go ahead through and world build and fix the science before I revise glass house. Yes. Um, so while I am planning on revising glass house this year, after I'm done with the world building and stuff, um, I also want to start putting out stuff in that world. Nice. But yeah, anyway, that's an, enough of, of my week. I'm just very, it was a very good week for both of us. We're both very excited. Um, we both have a lot of new, um, of, of work that we're very excited for, but we also have new adventures, both of us, which is yes, so much fun. Oh my God, it is. I love this job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic, how to brainstorm ideas, a workshop. Holly and I are going to start brainstorming ideas and take you along for the ride. Yes. So Holly, how are we going to do this? Okay, what we are going to do here is there's there is the the four P's process. Okay, four P's, folks. A person, a problem, a place, a purpose. And if you have these four things defined, you can ha- you have an actual story idea that can then be written. So we are going to address each of the four P's with, and I came up with a number of um, little starters. And if you want to play along when I read the starter, you can stop and write down your person, your problem, your place, and your purpose, and then go on to the next one. And we will, we are going to be doing this off the top of our heads. So, um, ours might be a little less, you know, neat than, than if we were writing them down. Hold on. I just, I came up with one 
just when you were explaining the four Ps, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have a person in mind already, though. Cool. All right. Well, um, let's see. Our first, what I'm, what I'm going to do, I have 10 separate um, topics, basically, 10 separate different kinds of things. And Becky and I are going to try and come up with a number of, of different things for each one of those. So. Aww. <laughs> but I had my ahead. person in mind. It was really cool. Well, go ahead and and just take do a. Person. But I don't think it's gonna fit because it's so weird. Well, no, just go ahead and do an idea using a person, a problem, a place, and a purpose. Start with your person. Oh, okay. Um, one of those doctors, the plague doctors with the with the oh the bird mask, the bird mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that that was my person. Okay. What's the place? Well, I guess it would be. Typically, it would be England, right? It would be like well, England plague Europe, the, yeah, yeah, plague, plague Europe. Europe. So, but it would be cool if he was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be. So, let's say, oh, so I guess he's a time traveler. <laughs> okay, and let's put him someplace weird, like we could say, um, um, on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Okay, so fucking random as hell. <laughs> okay, so we we're deep in urban fantasy territory now. Okay, yeah. so you've got your place, um, mm-hmm. which is the cruise ship. What's the problem? Other than the fact, like he's like, where the hell am I? Okay, well he's displaced, but he's a displaced <laughs> person who thinks he's got some skills. Yeah, and. He's, I should have said New York City, because there's so much more you can do with that. But we really, I really limited us by putting him on the cruise ship. Not really. They have to have doctors on cruise ships. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe, because those plague, okay, so the plague doctors that had the bird mask had the masks stuffed with all this stuff, like all of these herbs and shit in the bird nose, because they thought that that was how they got the plague they thought it was bad air evil air mm-hmm. and they thought that the herbs and stuff protected them so how about he has the plague okay all right and they're on a cruise ship so Ooh. he has the plague on a closed environment nobody can escape yep. from yep okay and what is his purpose what is if is he the viewpoint character or is he the problem no character? now I think well originally I thought so now I'm thinking he's the villain so his but he doesn't know he's the villain okay so he's he's not a villain he's an antagonist okay but and his purpose is to save lives and he doesn't realize he's killing everyone wow and it's gonna be a super fast version of the plague too it's got to be mm-hmm because it's a limited time span. They're going to be on this cruise ship. Cruise ships are only out there for what, maybe um, from anywhere from three days to a month. Yeah. You know? Um, so we've we've got that limited time. Plus, everybody's going to start noticing the plague doctor walking around. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's already urban fantasy, so we're going to have to say there's some magic to this. So his purpose is to save lives, even where he is. And he doesn't understand what's going on. He would probably also want to go home. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool and he doesn't idea. Understand anything? Yeah, it's different. It is. It is. And <laughs> damn, just straight out of nowhere. That's starting with a person. Okay, so I, these are. Yeah, let's the, get back to your your starters. Yes. Okay, so for folks who who are playing along, um, the first question we have is: What nice person? 
comes face to face with unexpected trouble that changes everything. Okay, so I'm going to say that my nice person is um, this really great uh, teenage boy um, who plays the guitar. And what unexpected trouble does he come up against? Uh, somebody steals his guitar. Uh, what changes everything? The guitar is actually attached to him psychically, and um, he doesn't know it until it's taken away from him. And uh -oh. uh, the purpose of the guitar, and this happens in a high school, so that's my place. Okay, so uh, teenage boy with with uh, psychic guitar or with with uh, sapient guitar. Um, has it stolen at high school and his purpose and the guitar's purpose is to get back to him. That's cool. Yeah. That, that would be a really neat, like short story. Yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I think it would touch a lot of musicians out there that, that feel like their, their instrument is a part of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I've already done a sapient guitar, so I would have to, to change it a yes. little bit. Yeah, with Rob Zombie Rocks the World, which I have not actually published yet. Bob. Bob, Bob Zombie. Zombie. Yes, Bob Zombie Rocks the World. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so am I doing the next one? Yeah, you're doing What Nice Person Comes Face-to-Face -face with Unexpected Trouble That Changes Everything. All right, so there is a... Um, let me see. Okay, so Janitor at a Theme Park. Okay. Great, great dude, you know, um, does his job well, does his, you know, works really hard for his family and is a, is a good kid person. And, uh, you know, it, that's good for being a janitor at a theme park, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, what unexpected trouble. Okay. So it's a Halloween nights thing and he, the unexpected trouble is that the park is suddenly under lockdown. These government agents have shown up outside. Um, nobody is allowed in or out. Everything is shut down for miles. And nobody knows what's loose in the theme park. Ooh. At night, Halloween nights, packed with teenagers. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So that's the problem, the place. And the person and the place. Uh-huh. What was so the janitor's purpose would be um well I guess it would kind of shift, but he wants to try to help figure out, you know, what is is going on because of course he has kids at home, he has a family, he wants to get out, he wants to get out alive. So his purpose is to survive and help as many other people as possible survive. Nice. Nice. And while you were saying yours, my urban fantasy brain, because I am just way locked into urban fantasy right now. I'm reading it. I'm brainstorming for it. Said, oh, I'm all horror yeah, right there. <laughs> said all of the creatures in costumes aren't in costume. They're real. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I could see that. I was I was more like there are zombies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it's it's a plague again, again with the plague. Good grief! 
<laughs> zombie plague. It's a pl- it's a plague of zombies and and yeah, the CD in the government agency outside the CDC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I like that. Do you want to do another one with that or do you want to go on to the next one? No, we can do another one with that. Okay. So I'm going to come up with another nice person. Uh, my nice person is going to be that sweet little lady um, who lives on your block, who lives in her old house. She's, you know, she's getting really up there. House is getting a little beat up, you know. She's, but she is this sweet little old lady. Um, she comes face to face with unexpected trouble. Uh, somebody breaks into her house because somebody else said that she is secretly really rich and has money stuffed under the mattress and in the walls and, and stuff. So she has a guy, um, a, a dangerous person, a dangerous criminal who breaks into her house. Um, that's her problem. The place is the old house, this, this lovely old two story kind of Victorian-ish thing that is getting a little run down. And her purpose <clears throat> is to break out her whoop-ass and take care of this guy. Hell yeah, I want to read that. I would so read that fucking thing. Oh my God, let Granny kick some ass. Yes. I want to read that so bad. Yes. There was this, what was it? It was, um, um... There was a meme going around on Facebook uh, uh, years ago, and it, it was talking about a grandma knitter who was also a biker and a kung fu artist or something like that. Cool. And people were like, please write this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Damn. Yeah, I like that. I love her. Okay, yeah. your turn. <laughs> same. Um, okay, so same one. Yeah. So it's a nice person. Okay, so... Um, all right. Um, woman who is uh, like an animal rescuer kind of person, whatever. <laughs> that see, that's a nice. It's a nice person. Yes, to, me, to do animal rescue. Yeah, she saves um, kittens. We love her. Yes, saves kittens, puppies, possums, all those, all those wonderful animals. And baby rats. And yep, rats. <laughs> everything, everything. Um, and so she, you know is doing really well her her business has gone non-profit now so she is legit and uh she started paying herself so she has a brand new house you know not brand new like it just got built but she is moving into a house instead of renting and it is this really old beautiful house and it's just lovely and she moves in and she realizes um pretty quickly that she is not alone uh Uh-oh. so Things move, and there's noises. It's not always at night, um, and she doesn't know what's going on. So the purpose, her purpose, would be to be alone in her house, find out whatever the hell is in there, and, you know, kick it out so that she can have her house. Well, that's kind of like yours, but it's it was either, in my mind, it was a ghost. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it was too. <laughs> when you said that, things just start moving around on their own. Yes, yes. But see, I already have the twist in mind at the end is that um, the ghost ends up helping her do the animal rescue. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, yes. 
So, so I'm actually, I, I'm going to have to listen to this episode again once when I'm doing the editing. I'm going to write down all my freaking ideas so I can actually write these stories. <laughs> because, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, the plague doctor, he's a good guy. Maybe all, maybe somebody could save his life. And then I'm also like, this woman needs to have help because she's a single woman living in a, in a house by herself and she's doing all of her nonprofit business. It's a ghost. <laughs> yes. The ghost needs to help. Oh, I love that. Okay, oh, so that's that's two each for that idea. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. What bad person gets a long-dreamed-of gift? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so, and again, the format here is person, a problem, a place, and a purpose. What bad person gets a long-dreamed-of gift? Okay, I'm going to have a serial killer as my bad person. Damn it. I'm sorry. You, you can have a serial killer. Your serial killers yeah. are always different than mine. Yeah, that's true. Okay? okay. My serial killer is um, a woman who is in middle-aged and very, very bitter. And she has been wiping out um, attractive young pool boys <laughs> who come over because she's rich. She's a rich middle-aged woman who is killing off the pool boys. Um, and what is her long dreamed of gift? Oh, okay. There is one pool boy that she has been lusting after. And she has seen him over at the neighbor's pool because she lives in a ritzy neighborhood. And she wants that one. So she finally finds out she, she can't ask them who their pool service is, but she finally is there to see. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to leave any trail. Right, exactly. To see the the company that drops him off and then picks him back up again. She sees their little van thing. And so she knows now. So she gets that pool company. She fires her old pool company. She says, your people never come back the next time. I'm tired of it. And so he shows up for her pool and her problem is that he is not as gullible or interested in, um, you know, coming in for a little... Because we'll say she's a cougar. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is not interested in being cougared. Um, so her purpose is to find out what he really likes. And his purpose is to not die. And it ends up with him dealing effectively with her. And, but that, that's, my, that's my story idea. I don't know how. I'm not going to work it all the way through because I don't know how I would do that. But yeah. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. There's, and, and again, this, these are all coming off the top of our head. So yeah. obviously there's going to be some plot holes or some, <laughs> some weird, yes. like obvious problems like... Yes, because, yeah, oh, oh, my God, pool boy? Seriously? Anyway, go ahead. Well, that, that that part, yeah, it's just that, to me, my serial killer brain, I'm like, but but she wouldn't use the same pool company, and she wouldn't hire them for her house. Right. And and you know what I mean? Right, so, exactly. So, yes. But, so, yeah, so you'd have to work through it and figure it out. <clears throat> right. This is just the basic ideas. And yeah, then you go I through and like you find them, you bug hunt them, and you fix them, and then you figure out yeah. how you'd actually deal with it. Besides, I think 
criminal minds, I could totally see them doing a cougar <laughs> killing off pool boys. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Um, okay, so my idea is, um, the, of course, it's a serial killer, because that that's where my brain goes to so often. Um, okay, so my, my, mine is a serial killer who, um, is a product killer, not a processed killer. Mm-hmm. So a processed killer enjoys the killing, a product killer just wants the product. He is also a famous artist, world famous. His, his stuff sells for minimum tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. And he works in an isolated home in the middle of the mountains, um, in the middle of, of really nowhere. And he has an, a very, very isolated life because he has no email. He has no cell phone. He has uh, no computer as far as anybody knows, but he has left hints online as to how to find him. Oh my. So when his fans follow those hints and find him, he has a new victim. Eek! Yes. So usually, like, he can get a victim if he sees somebody out, you know, because he lives so isolated, everybody, you know doesn't really know who this this guy is because usually like he'll be clean shaven and maybe dye his hair when he goes to artist events which is very rare he is rarely seen so this is this is a very good way for him to to uh keep his his fame separate for who from who he is and really he you know has a lot of white hair he's got this really long beard and he does not look like a world famous artist um so he, you know, his gift would be, I suppose, the perfect victim, mm-hmm. someone who fits his art style yeah, and someone who's, you know, maybe he puts ashes in his paint, which is something that is actually a thing. If somebody dies, you can put their ashes in a paint and create a painting with them. Um, and... Or maybe he creates sculptures and puts their body parts on the inside of the sculpture. He can do both of them. Yeah. So his perfect uh, victim would would be his gift. And what he his problem is that someone is on to him and has sent this perfect victim as bait. Even the victim doesn't know. Wow. Wow. You are yeah. wow. That's dark. I like <laughs> I think this one I think that idea is something else that I want to work on. Yeah, no shit. That's good. <laughs> All right. So, now we're going to do this sentence again, a different run through, different kind of bad person, different kind of long dreamed of gift. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to high school for this one. And yeah, I was going to lighten it up too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my bad person is that girl who is a socialite who is just brutal on anybody who's not in her little group. And, uh, you know, for, if you're the new kid, you know this girl. <laughs> and she gets, uh, the, the school gets a new student mid-year who is um, a little, a little, um, 
she's not, you know, obviously she is not uh, of the upper social class. She's not one of the popular kids. Um, she's not particularly pretty. Uh, and she uh, ended this, and she's, um, let's see, what's her thing? Uh, she is. She has a really good singing voice. The the new girl has a really good singing voice, and the uh, villain, the the person, the bad person, is always like one of the two main characters in the school play every year. They've got this great theater department. She is, and she you know she's she has had all of his acting training, and uh, her parents have gotten her voice coaching and all kinds of stuff. And this girl comes in who's kind of plain. She's not anywhere near as pretty as the as the, the girl who has everything, but um, she has a really good voice, and she can she's a good actor. She hasn't had any training, but she's she's good. And they both go out for the school play, but this girl, the 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 one who the bad person, just loves crushing and humiliating these people who are who she sees is not as good as her. And <clears throat> so this gift is this girl who she is going to totally annihilate in tryouts. And <clears throat> the girl, it, it, she comes in and she's, she seems a little awkward and she seems a little shy and she seems a little scared. And then she opens her mouth to sing and she blows everybody away. And this girl is just determined that she, can't get, have, she cannot have that part. So she does everything she can to sabotage her um, and ends up being caught doing it and sabotages herself. But her gift was this, this girl. New that, person? Yeah. Her gift was the yeah. person that she could crush who was, who was, she, she even acknowledged that this girl was better at her than her, but you know, she was the one who was going to crush her and then she got caught sabotaging her and there you go. So that's my thing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Not my best okay. idea ever. But it is an idea, and I could work with it and make it into something. No, I, I like it, though. I mean, I do. I like the ones where the gift ends up, you know, being the the demise. Mm -hmm. You know, this this well-sought, you know, this long-dreamed-of gift ends up being what is their demise. Um, so, so my mine would be, since we have, like, very in variants of of bad when it comes to people mine's just going to be a very 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 bad boyfriend okay um you know he's he's lazy he's a slob he has a job but it's a shit job it's just enough to pay you know his half of the bills um and they're scraping by all the time and he really 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 wants this new video game it's a black market video game and it's super expensive there are those and I don't know. Okay, cool. It's an idea. It's a cool, it's a neat idea. That just, it's yeah. like my, my ears perked. I was like, ooh. Well, I know there are um, video games that are banned in the U.S. that people buy from like Jap Japan or China or something like that. And um, they they can get away with it somehow. I don't know how. But I know that there are, you know, people that get banned video games. So maybe this is a banned video game. But it's okay. it's a video game that's on the black market, the, the video game black market. And um, he really, really, really wants it, but it's super expensive. So he ends up um, selling some of his girlfriend's jewelry or pawning it probably will go with that um, because he's not just a total piece of shit. He's just a really lame 
bad person. So he pawns the jewelry to get the money in order to get the video game. Mm-hmm. And the so that's a person problem. He's in his home, which is the place, and um, his his purpose, I guess, would be to play that video game. Um, but the video game ends up sucking him into it. So he is literally in the video game. And he is literally having to fight for his life because if he dies in the video game, he dies in real life. And there are other characters in there too, other people. And um, depending on how I want to end it, basically if he comes out, he's going to start not being a dick and he's going to go get his girlfriend's fucking jewelry back first off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that would be kind of a cool thing because he's, he's, he's a bad person when it starts. Mm-hmm. But we never said they had to to stay back. Right. I like so. that. That's a nice little thing there. Yes. Yeah, I didn't redeem either of mine. That's <laughs> no, yeah. I like well, the, the serial killers aren't really redeemable. No, no. But yeah, your your bad boyfriend, the fact that he could be redeemable, I like that. And I think my my bitchy girl at school could be redeemable too, as I think about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so then uh, let's see. That's two each for that idea. Um, well, and actually, you could go further with that. That could just be how they meet and they become best friends eventually. Yeah. with yours. Yeah, and then. Or, or it's like the Cordelia Buffy thing. Right. Oh, I like that. You know? Where they yeah. they become like frenemies, but... Yeah. Well, Cordelia and Buffy never become close, but Cordelia becomes redeemed and becomes a, a good person in and of herself. Right. Right. So that that's, that's a nicer way to go if I were in the mood to be a good person while writing it than <laughs> wiping out the annoying high school bitch. Anyway... Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. What creature? Oh, wow. And I just had an idea for the high school bitch. The girl who comes in isn't human. Ah, nice. That's where I thought you were going first. I didn't even <laughs> think of that until just now, but she isn't human. And the, the, she appears in her real form to the evil bitch. And the real, the evil bitch has a major, major change of heart. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, like so uh, let's see. Our next idea here is um, what once dead thing remembers how to be alive? Oh. All right. Um, yeah, let me see. Um, oh, I mean, I can go first. Yeah, go first. <laughs> go ahead. The first two ideas I'm too sad to use. So. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it because that's where I was going just- too. Well, it's just a very sad idea, you know, mm-hmm. um, but there's there's a lot of poignancy there. There's a lot of meaning in things. So I'm going to go sad without try- with trying not to cry. Let's just say that a spouse, I'm going to put it as a woman because I don't want to think about a man. <laughs> yeah. So let's just say that um, a woman gets in a car accident and she's dead and her husband is left with um, you know, she had insurance, so he's, he's covered, but he's, you know, they were, they were soulmates pretty much. So, um, that is the person. The problem is that she is dead. That's a problem. And the husband is very, very sad. Um, the place is going to be their, their home in, you know, their, their little apartment or whatever. And, um, her purpose is just basically going to be having him, helping him to move on. And, um, 
get her she she had some things so like let's just say that they fought right before she died so her purpose is to make sure that he knows that she loves him but she can't communicate with him he will never know that she was there so that like he can't see her he can't hear her he can't see her in his dreams he will never know that her ghost was there so how does she communicate that to him so that would be that would be like the um the challenge and I think it would be pretty easy for my ghost to go around here and then show Tony all the ways that, you know, hey, I did love you. Hey, this fight meant nothing. You know, I just pull out all of the journal entries that I've written or all the drawings of him and me that I've done. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the person, problem, plays, and purpose. Nice. Very, very nice. Okay, I'm going to go a different route there. I'm going to go a family pet. Um, Damn it, I was hoping you really wouldn't do that. I should have said, like, no animals, please. Aww. Go ahead. But um, I'm going to give mine a slightly happier ending than yours. In that... Oh, good. Yes. I'm going to have my little pet. Um, uh, there is some sort of shift in the world, some sort of lightning strike where the pet is buried or something, or some some event that resuscitates the dead pet in dead pet form and um the the cat is not in good shape but he does manage to dig his way out of the little shoebox he was buried in and climb back up out of his hole and he was always bringing uh his person um like squirrel halves and things like that (laughs) And so his person starts finding little bits and pieces of squirrel halves around the house, little gifts, and finally sees this gaunt, ragged patches of fur and bones thing sitting outside. And she brings him in, and she washes him up as best she can without letting pieces fall off. And... Uh, sets up and, and sets up a, a little bowl of cat food for him, and he eats the spaces around the cat food, and starts looking a little bit better. And he never quite makes it back to live cat, but he is a liveish cat, and he is with her. Uh, I think that that is a beautiful story, and if you could please write it, thank you very much. Aww. Because I miss I miss Gray Mouser. Yes, I I also miss Ginger. And I would take them in a heartbeat, even though they would probably have to have a room by themselves, because I don't think they would deal well with the other 11 alive animals. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, in this in this vision, this person didn't was have her another only cat, cat, so she, was, she yeah. was without cat, so it was just the two of well, them. Well, it's almost a pet's dream, or a pet owner's dream come true, mm-hmm. because you lose a pet. And obviously the bond was strong yeah. and it was a favorite pet. So not only does does the cat come back, and it's not a zombie cat, it's just an undead cat, it, and it still has its personality, but you can spend the rest of your life with, with the same cat. Yeah. Like that is a crazy cat lady's dream. There you or go. Or if it's a, a crazy dog lady's dream, if you get the dog. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, that was based on Bouncer. Oh, I thought maybe Spencer because that was Matt's cat. Yeah, but Bouncer was the one who used to bring me squirrel, squirrel halves. Oh yes, and uh, he was the paws. one who made squirrel foot tea for his uh, the other cat yes. buddies. Yes, 
Yeah. Dumped a bunch of squirrel feet in in the water. <laughs> and it wasn't just once either because I remember I remember walking over there and I don't remember I I think it was Fafford because it was yeah, it was all fluffy and and the and he was drinking and he looked up at me and I didn't see it on his face or anything, but I I could see the red in the water when he looked up at me with his little squishy face. Yeah. Yeah. So cuz Bouncer that. Bouncer was a bit of a cat cook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ugh. he he made cat tea. He did. He, he made cat, cat tea out of the, that. their drinking the, water. And then they became indoor cats and that stopped being a thing. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so we got one more. Um I'm going to go with a troll. So there was, there's a troll that, um, you know, did his normal troll thing and, and protected a bridge. Mm-hmm. That's the one that protects the bridges, right? Yeah. Okay. So he was, you know, stay away from my bridge. <laughs> and this douchebag hero comes around <laughs> and kills this poor troll who's just doing his job. Douchebag Lockhart Gilroy kind of looking <laughs> motherfucker. And um so the troll is dead. He's he's undead because he never actually dies. And he he's like he's turned into stone or whatever it is, but he's still there. And he slowly but surely um like comes back from being stone. But he's not, he's not his full self. He doesn't have his full brain capacity, his full motor functions. And he finally makes it back because I guess uh, the, the douchebag hero, you know, turned him into stone and chopped him up into a million pieces. And he basically ends up t 1000 himself back back into pieces and and or back into one piece so like when they shattered the t-1000 um in terminator 2 he was frozen and then they shattered him and then it starts melting him oh and he's that, that liquid chrome that was yeah creepy so then he shit. puts himself yeah he puts himself back together so it's kind of like that only it's not melty i guess or maybe it can be but and, and he's not all there but he knows bridge my bridge protect bridge so he and trolls are already stupid <laughs> So, <laughs> I was thinking so this guy, that when you said he didn't yes. have his whole brain power, it was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he's even more stupid than, than the trolls. So he, his, so that's the person, um, the problem, you know, is he's undead and he's not as bright as, or, or not even as stupid as trolls can be. He's worse. <laughs> His place is wherever he is now. His purpose is to get back to the bridge, but then he's also got the purpose because since he died on shift, he's been replaced. So oh no! So he's gonna have to like find a new bridge or something. No, no? that is his bridge. Oh. He's not smart enough to realize there are other bridges. Oh, and he doesn't. He doesn't realize he can go back to work and they can assign him a new bridge because apparently there's a there's a <laughs> troll council, a guild of these or something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, his, his purpose is to get his bridge back and I would have, I, I would have to figure out what kind of strength he has because obviously he's without even motor functions being what they used to be. 
Yeah. And and no mental capacity to fight this other stupid troll. How's he going to get his bridge back? Smell. <clears throat> yeah, he would smell worse. And trolls already supposedly stink to high hell. Right. So I don't know. Right. But yeah, so there's that. There we go. All four for him. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so the once dead thing. Um, in this case, it's going to be a famous actress. Ooh. And yes, yes, a famous actress uh, who died. She had the funeral. She was cremated. Um, her ashes are on this, the, the thing in the house. They're, they give guided tours through her house. Um, they, they bought it as like this icon to her that this and, and people pay to go through and look at her magnificent mansion and touch all her stuff. And the world shifts just a tiny bit to the left and suddenly her ashes come back to life. Not, she has, she has a physical form, but because there's not enough left of her to make a really a full zombie, she's a miniature. <laughs> that is fucking cool. Yeah, she's about the size of a Barbie doll. I think I think I read someplace that if somebody's cremated they got about two pounds of ashes. So, so she'd be a little bit bigger than a Barbie she'd doll. She'd be maybe, yeah. maybe one of those life size Barbie dolls. Yeah. The ones that are the size of the kids. Maybe, yeah. No, it was, she wouldn't be that big because she's solid. She's not hollow. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she'd be she'd be a little bigger than a Barbie doll. She'd be maybe, you know, yeah, two pounds. Cabbage patch. Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage patch with, with, you know, but she has her peak of stardom body. So, yeah. And, um, nothing that fits her. So she's going to have to be running around, um, (laughs) as a, an ash gray naked miniature of herself. And she discovers that she can free, stand still enough because this is her ashes that she looks like a statue. Yeah, I was going to say. And as people go through in the tour and are touching her stuff, she yells at them. (laughs) And will will she steal stuff from their pockets? Nice. Um, When they come get too close, she follows the really annoying ones around the house and um, does things to them, and the house gets a reputation legitimately for being haunted. And it makes the problem worse because more people want to go through it. Yes, yes. So you'd have to make her kind of despicable in real life. Yes. Like, and have the person, the the people talk about how vile she she could be. Yes. How much of a freaking diva. Yes. And the, oh, and the, the vengeance of the universe is that, that all of these people touching her stuff, there are more and more and more of them the more she tries to chase them away. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so we skipped one question, which was what creature wakes up one day in human skin? Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So something that is not human wakes up in human skin. And the thing that pops into my mind, because I'm I'm still kind of on that dead thing. Uh, no, let me let me not do that this time. I, I might bring that back for the next one. Um So I am going to say that Monday morning, uh, Sheldon wakes up (laughs) in human skin. Sheldon is a guy. Oh, Lord. And the first thought I think that my mind runs to is, boy, is he going to be pissed off that we had him fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. 
<laughs> oh God. Okay. So anyway, Sheldon, my cat, um, wakes up in human skin and, um, let's see, his problem is, uh, he, he, he knows a few words, but he can't actually say them. The place is going to be this ridiculously small apartment <laughs> and, um, his purpose is going to be to get back to being a cat, damn it. Yes, because who wants to be a human when you could be a cat? Exactly. You know, and nobody. sleep 23 out of every 24 hours of the day and be rubbed and petted and told how wonderful you are. Be spoiled, get treats if you just pat somebody on the stomach and be able to attack anything you want and everybody thinks it's cute so they help you attack more shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude. Yes, so, so Sheldon the cat becomes a person and his purpose his problem is he doesn't want to be a person his purpose is to get back problem is he woke up as a person (laughs) yeah yeah and yes because we would we would find this this guy naked on the floor in his spot and probably want to throw him out and he's never been out and he has to convince you he's sheldon somehow yes yes and he doesn't know how he, he only knows like three words and one of them is treats yeah, poor Sheldon. <laughs> yes, poor little guy. And 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 and, and, and he has, he's naked. It's gonna him. make it. It's gonna make it even worse because he's gonna be a ginger. Yes, yes. That's a little. No offense to any ginger. Body ginger. Life. Oh, poor yes. little guy. Freckles because okay. he does have spots. So, so is that your? Is that the? That's story the idea. idea is yeah. No, I'm not exactly sure. You know how he solves that problem because that's quite no. a problem. <laughs> but um, oh, I know. How he looks? He looks at me with those mournful eyes and pats me on the shoulder. Well, that's how he would convince you to give him. Yeah, that he was Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. it right there, because that's how he. That's how my cat asks for treats. He stands up on his hind legs. And he would be on all fours crawling around as a human, as a, yeah. as a naked human. And <laughs> and he would stand, stand up on all fours and pat me on the shoulder. And I would know that that was him. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. I, I also thought of a pet. I was thinking of my pet rat. <laughs> um, my One of my favorite favorite pet rats uh was cotton and i was actually just talking to tony about him yesterday that i want to get rats again um so i'm thinking cotton turns into a human um but the problem is so let's just say that he we're in the middle of a move and he gets out by accident you know he's he he always used to be able to be free to run around in certain rat proofed areas and then he would either come up to my shoulder and then fall asleep and I'd put him back or he would just go back in his cage. Um, so, um, somehow he gets out in the middle of a move and then turns into a human and his purpose would be, oh man, this is, this one's hard. Uh huh. (laughs) So he's, he's in a, the place would be the old apartment, um, but we've already moved. So his purpose would be to use his human form because he, he knows instinctively he has a limited amount of time as a human, one week. So his purpose would be to find us before he turned back into a rat. Wow. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. But I don't know how much he would understand as a rat turned human. Well, no, but that's the fun <laughs> that's of the figuring problem. it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, mine went in a much, much darker direction for my next one. I'm. We're oh, starting God. our place. I started with the place this time, which is an archaeological dig. And they are. They have just dug up a a mid-sized velociraptor, not one of the little ones, uh, <laughs> not one of the great big ones, but the, a third kind that has not been discovered until now, which was kind of an intermediate between the the big one and the little one. And it was a fully articulate. I mean, a beautiful, beautiful um, skeleton beautifully preserved all the bones were there and um, some of the the students who were on the dig had taken the time to kind of wire the thing very carefully back together and in the middle of the night the wired together velociraptor thing changed places with one of the students so that now you have a velociraptor in the student's head and you have this student trapped in a, a wired together velociraptor um skull so so the the student knows where he is knows what he is can't do anything and the velociraptor's running around in his body and the velociraptor wants to kill 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 wow yeah and the ending of this is that the velociraptor that when the student figures out how to get back in his own body he is charged with the murders of all the all of his fellow students oh no <laughs> Yeah, okay, that did get dark. <laughs> but that poor fucker. Yeah. Yeah, so you oh, cannot no. win in this one. No. So No. That one is that one is no no fun. <laughs> um so read that thing to me again. Okay. That is it's number three. What creature wakes up one day in human skin? Oh. Uh, you don't want to do creature. that one? You can skip it. No, no, I was just no, that's fine. It's just it has to be a creature. Yeah. Um this one kind of takes the idea of reincarnation. And there was a dragon, and he was the dragon, and he was the the blingiest bling there ever was when it came to dragons. Cool. He had all the shit. All of the, the diamonds and the, the gold and just everything that sparkled. And some douchebag hero, <laughs> this, this asshole, comes in and kills him because, you know he wanted his gold or maybe he wanted to, to kill the maybe he was one of those selfless heroes that showed up and killed slayed the dragon not for the gold but for the fact that you know the dragon was leaving his house and stealing people's shit and setting houses on fire but you know what that's a dragon's damn job so <laughs> so he gets reborn as a human in you know maybe maybe roughly the same the same timeline mm -hmm. but he's a baby and he spends his entire life with the one goal of getting his fucking shit back oh i love that <laughs> yes <laughs> i like that one all right so okay what nice girl meets the wrong guy that's our idea for this one what was what was that girl's name in in uh, hunting the corrigan's blood the one that I really liked, oh, the God. the one that ends up helping them. Oh man, that is a vampire. We've talked about her before. Oh, um, shit. Tater Amu. Yeah, yeah. 
she, 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 say, say the name again slower just so people. Tadra, T-A-D-R-A, Tadra, Amu, A-M-U. Yeah. 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 She, that poor, that poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an idea for her? No, no. She is the, the nice girl that met the wrong oh, man. Oh, yeah, and seriously. boy, did it God. ever fuck her shit up. Yeah, boy, <laughs> boy, did she ever meet the wrong guy. Okay, yeah. so, uh, nice girl, nice girl, nice girl. Um, uh, waitress. Damn it. Oh, D- okay, never mind. Damn it. Okay. You can take waitress. Go <laughs> no, ahead. No, you take waitress because I, I need to, to broaden my brain. Okay, okay um, uh, actually, I will do fast food girl in McDonald's window because I've actually done that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. On the 4th of July. Worst possible day. The lines for people going to the beach. Um, it was in Laurenburg. And the, the line around McDonald's in the morning when I was doing my, my thing, leaning out the window, was like <laughs> out the door and down the road. And we were moving them as fast as we could. And people were really grumpy. So, okay. So that's my, that's the scenario. This, this is, this is a not a McDonald's. It is a fast food restaurant. There is a burger girl who's leaning out the window, dealing with people, and everybody is hot and sweaty and grouchy. And then there is this great guy. This one car comes through, and it's just this great guy. And this great guy says, my God, you're wonderful. Um, can, I, can I come back after, after work? What time do you get off? And, just, and we'll just sit in the the thing and I'll buy you lunch which being bought lunch from the place where you work and get the food for free is not a yeah. thing but you know no. uh, you, you would be less than grateful about that but at least your co-workers around you and you know that the situation is safe so she says sure that sounds really nice um, you're apparently not going to the beach and he says I hate the beach and she says so do I so there you go um, so he comes back and they meet and so they are in this fast food restaurant that's my place um, and it's this great guy with this nice car. Little, he had a convertible, which made it easier to hand stuff in the window when she was doing it. And uh, she, she had her low-cut blouse and did the little boob squish where you put your arms together and lean forward so that he had a little, nice little shot of cleavage yes. as she was handing him his stuff. And, never had to do that. Huh? Never had to do that. You never had to. Uh, yeah, I was saying I never yeah. had to do that. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> big big boob problems yes if it's a shitty shitty day and everybody's grumpy anyway you do what you can to cheer them up so anyway <laughs> i was 19 you know what are you gonna say um no i'm just saying big boobs oh yeah well no i know so like mine i are said more you, hiding it yeah you mine never had to push them down those yeah. of us who were not so lucky had to do what we could <laughs> You gave them to me. No, I didn't order these. No, you got them from your from from his mother. Yeah, Eva. yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, so he turns out to be a nightmare, but uh, they this this is one of those longer stories where this is their meet cute, and he turns out to be horrible, and she gets saved by some other guy, but you know this is like a whole novel thing there. So, um, yeah. but but that's my idea. Okay, so now it's your turn. Um, My idea was waitress. Um, My idea is that uh, she is a waitress, but she also works uh, part-time for her own moonlighting catering company uh, because she wants to not be a waitress but own her own business. And uh, she has a friend who is a chef, 
and both of them work together. And um, he has gotten their their uh, company, their little moonlighting catering business company, a gig at a very exclusive, very hard to find kind of rave club that, that changes place to place to place. And it is at a rich person's house. And she is catering. And he, you know, he's, he's, he's there and he's, he's already cooked all the food and he's with her. And they meet the owner of the house, which is this huge, massive thing on um, A1A. They're there and um, he is just, he seems charming. He seems sweet. Um, and do we have what nice girl meets um, a bad or what nice boy meets a bad girl? No, we don't, but we could. You okay, can definitely so yeah, let's swap do that, that on the next round. Um, but yeah, so he's just charming, and he seems so down to earth, and he he just God, her food is so delicious. Can he be a um, a part of this business? It, it was like she didn't know that he he wanted her too. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was kind of like a surprise, and. Um, so it's going to turn out, so that's, you know, the, the person problem place and he wants her to start catering his events and use his ingredients. And so the chef starts using his ingredients and they start catering all of his events and they find out that he is a cannibal <gasps> and he has been feeding people, people. Oh my God. Originally I was going to go vampire with that, but then I thought, oh no, cannibal. This is better. Yeah. Holy cannibal. crap. That's awesome. Terrible, yeah. but awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, and God. actually, that is just the ending. There is no... Right. There is no fixing that or anything. No. That's just the ending. No, you is, don't come back from that. He's a cannibal. No. Yeah. No. So, no, that's, that's, so the, that's done. <laughs> crap. Hey, guys. It's Rebecca. Now, everybody knows if you sign up for the free account at hollyswritingclasses.com, you get the free how to write flash fiction that doesn't suck. It's a three-week course. Everybody gets it. But what I'm taking right now is Holly's world building clinic. World building does not have to be just for sci-fi or fantasy or creating this entirely new world. World building can be something as simple as using it for a romance novel or a children's book. You learn different things within the world building clinic. And one of my favorites that stuck with me to this very day is creating conflict within your world. You build up these different areas and it creates conflict naturally for whatever story you're working in. For instance, when I built up uh, Wanda Lucia, I created a couple of different areas on the map. Some of them I gave a little more detail to, some of them I just gave a name or a specific feeling or vibe or something that that area is intended to give off during the book. Now I haven't used all of them, the rest of them I can use for future books if I wish, but out of the ones that I created I did end up using one that became integral to the plot and that is exactly what this book is intended to do is to help you world build in a way that helps your story. So if you're looking for something that can help you add a little bit of conflict that is not the conflict argument that we talk about so much on this podcast, I would definitely, definitely suggest you take a look at the world building clinic that is available at hollyswritingclasses.com. Thank you very much for your time. So now it's your turn and let's go. Let's do nice boy meets bad girl. Nice boy meets bad girl. Okay. Um, so let's see. Let me, so that I don't lose. I'm going to put my finger on the notes here so that I remember where we start, go next. Okay. So the nice guy. Oh. Um, 
He's in the army. Army guy, um, young, wonderful, just, just wants to find somebody who will love him. And um, he meets this girl in town uh, when he's, he's buying video games. So there's a girl who works in the video game store and she's really cute. She's really sweet. She's perky and bouncy. And, um, and she's just nice to all of the guys who come in from the base. And uh, she just, but she, you know, she won't date any of them. She is very, you know, she, you know she's got her rules. You don't date anybody that you meet at work. So, and she's, she is not dating anybody and, and she's just so sweet. And he, he's going to be there for a while. He knows that he's, he's stationed there for at least two years. So he's got some time to work, you know, to convince her because out of all of the girls that he meets around this town and it's a military base and there are a lot of girls around, she's the one. And she lets him convince her into going out with him. And what is her thing? Why is she evil? Um, she's a werewolf. She's a werewolf and she never does the, the moonlight madness sale ever. She is, she is just always off for that. So she, okay. So she can be the manager or the, she can be the assistant manager. She's the assistant manager. She is never there for the moonlight madness sales. Um, and she, he, he falls wildly in love. She finally agrees to go out with him. He does not get her back home in time. The moon comes up. It's a full moon day and she eats him. No, oh, no. Oh, the poor army guy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Okay. Let me see if I can do a little bit happier. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do, um, what nice guy meets a bad guy. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, there's a really nice guy. Um, he's new in town and he gets pulled over by the, by a police officer because he was speeding. And, um, the nice guy is the guy who's new in town and the police officer is really hunky and, you know, there, there seems to be some chemistry there. Okay. So he's like, um, yeah. So, so they, they kind of start feeling each other out and this, this guy hits all of the marks and I personally like a guy in uniform. <laughs> so I am, I am putting that in, in this, this character here. Um, so he, he likes a dude in uniform and he wants to go on dates and stuff with him. And the only thing is, this guy, opposite of your werewolf, he only works at night. Okay. And this character only um, pretty much is, is day shift employee somewhere. Okay. So he was it's really a bank hard or something. To, yeah. Yeah. It could be, <clears throat> I mean, any day shift. Um, so it's really hard for them to meet up. And he he's working at night and it's just, it's... So he, he tries to do whatever he can to make the relationship work. So unbeknownst to the police officer, he gets a night shift where he's working. 
So he switches his hours. He's trying to fix everything. And um, he shows up at work to find out that employee doesn't exist. Who are you talking about? We don't have a cop by that name. And the eventual, what I would like to have is that this bad person is, I don't want to go serial killer because we've done that before. (laughs) Yeah. But his purpose is to find out why the hell this guy is going around pulling over people in like impersonating police officer and what is he doing working every night shift showing up constantly to see this main character in a police officer outfit and um i kind of i don't know how he would be a bad guy but i'm thinking he might actually be a good guy but doing bad things okay does that count or do we are we supposed to keep him a bad no i've you i that counts you know he can he okay. can be a good guy doing bad things but but can i throw something at you here because as yeah. you were going through this i was going he's a vampire no i said i didn't want to go vampire oh you didn't want to go vampire okay damn yeah all right yeah because you just did werewolf yeah okay so i i, I and i kind of wanted to keep this one non-fantasy non-fantasy non, non, non yeah okay yeah. so yeah so he's so i'm thinking maybe he's like some kind of um like he's he's working for uh like well the mob would actually have people inside the police okay he could be a master thief ah yeah there we go and then we just got to give him a good reason why he's doing it so we could say like six sister or something like that yeah yeah (laughs) but but he has a serious crush on this guy that he met so he has to so he never ended up with the damn uniform yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense okay so yeah he's a master thief he was he was playing the cop for a little bit just to to pull some people up, but it's it's a risky proposition. So yeah, but what it's he was doing because they have to hand him their li- driver's licenses. Well, which, yeah, and he's pulling over only nice cars, and he's pulling over, and and he's also he's taking bribes. Like, oh well, I guess if you want to pay off the ticket now, you can do that. <laughs> but again, it's a risky thing because if people you know actually show up for the ticket like what the fuck mm-hmm. you know or people um yeah so it, it's a it's a thing he could only play every now and then but now like you said he's stuck being that cop with this one dude because he's falling for him so i i actually really fucking love the story i do it. too that's really good <laughs> it's fun oh. all righty all right What's so let's one? see so that covers that um okay this one is creepy. This one I don't this one I don't see how we're going to we cannot avoid the paranormal on this. I'm just not sure how many different things we can come up with. So this is the last one that we're going to be doing here, although it's not the last one I set up. What building decides to invite guests in? Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. All right. So um so Automatically, we've got some sort of paranormal other world, yeah, um, or far future sapient building. Um, you know, we've got a lot of different possibilities here, but to me, none of them seem particularly friendly. Yeah, um, yeah. So to play off of that, I'm going to have 
my sapient building be very, very friendly. Uh oh. <laughs> and a little bit lonely. Aww. Yeah. So it's a house that has been abandoned for maybe a hundred years. And it is falling into disrepair. And well, it has, it has at this point, if it's been sitting there for a hundred years, it's a stone building, beautifully created, sapient stone, um, um, <laughs> built from some, some magnificent material that came to life while it was being inhabited. And then it's, it's alone now. And it's been lost in this forest that has grown up around it. And a developer buys the ground. And the developer is going to turn, going to raise the place because it's in bad shape. But he goes in to see what's in it, and the inside of it is pretty good because it is a stone building. The roof, um, for whatever reason, was made of something like slate that held up, for the most part. Um, you know, it's it's a little crappy inside. And he thinks, well, you know, maybe this could be the center of the development. I could turn this into the rec room or something like that, and you know, then we'll build all of these apartment buildings all around it, and. But the building refuses to let him go because it's the first person he's had. So it, it locks him into it. It sort of absorbs him in. And the land sits there for another 100 years with this guy now um, encased in this sapient building as its one sole companion. So that's my person, which is the building, my, its problem. Um, which it's, is, it is, yeah, it's place and it's purpose. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's, it's all in there. Of, yeah. Okay. So well, that's mine. And the thing is, there's irony in there because he had just let that dude do his thing. He would have he had a ton of fucking people. Yes. All oh, that poor house. I'm going to go yes. with the same exact idea that you okay. just had because it gave me one. So it's this, this abandoned house that's lonely, but mm -hmm. mine is in a, uh, city. So the city People have been tearing down different areas and building up these big, you know, bigger, fancier houses or these bigger, fancier buildings. And here is this one lonely little house that hasn't had a family in it since the 60s, but it's owned by a general, um, like, a, um, it, it's basically, it's it's got that whole law about it. It's it's an, um, it's got historical value of some, some kind of sort, so they don't want to tear it down, but nobody visits it. And it's, it's owned by some kind of special thing. I forget what it's called. But anyway, and it was a family-owned house. So what... Like it, a trust? Yeah, trust. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. I couldn't okay. remember it. Um, so basically, it was a family-owned house, huge family, you know, like two parents, a grandparents, an aunt, and 12 kids, something like that. Okay. And it misses that. So what it does is... It entices children. It has oh. lights or balloons, which I don't like that I just said balloons because all I can think of is fucking it. Um, but <laughs> it has, it, it plays tunes or it shows, you know, like um, parties, something, and always at night. So these kids go in the building and they never come out. And <sighs> yeah, people, parents are starting to worry police are looking all over for these missing children but the house can hide the fact that the kids are inside and it keeps bringing in more kids and more kids and all of the kids are inside and and some of them 
because there's no food, maybe they starve or maybe they're all, maybe it's magic and maybe the house feeds them, which I like better. I like and, that better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <gasps> the house just wants to have all of these kids and all of these kids live inside the house. But as fun as it is, and the fact that they are getting to eat whatever they want, which is candy and cake and ice cream and soda pop, they want to go home. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's wow. the the person is the house. The problem, obviously, I mean, it's 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 all covered in there. Yeah, that's beautiful. But, um, the other thing that I did have an idea for for this one, so we're still gonna do two, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to get this one done too, just and then it goes back to you. Um, okay. Was uh like an old like this is in the this is in old europe this is when they had like apothecaries and stuff so my basic idea is that this this building has um you know people in it uh that work there and they go home and they come back but the building when they're not there plays with the chemicals involved in the medicines and in the herbal remedies and it it changes things and then when the people are working it entices customers to come in and when they're there um you know if, if somebody has a cold then they get the cold medicine and the and the building pays attention so it knows this is the cold medicine let me play with this one so basically its purpose is um, and it, it would be revealed at the end that all disease that, you know, all, many, many of the diseases have come from this apothecary and that this apothecary is an, on an ancient location that, or, that all disease has originated from basically that location since the dawn of mankind. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's dark. I yeah. love that. Okay. So mine... Uh, you went way into the deep past. Mine goes into the future. Ooh. I have a space station, a space station that has been um, designed specifically to make itself the perfect habitat for the people who live in it, to maintain a perfect situation for them. Anytime anything is designed to be perfect, your skin should start to crawl because yes. perfect for whom? Yes. So it has the, the folks who have designed the thing um, are living in it. And this whole bunch of new settlers come to this space station. And it's going to be this great place where they can all live with, with whatever their, their philosophical thing is. And this, and this space station is going to serve them. It is, it is their... Um, protective it is their protector it is their um best friend it is their um guardian and therein lies the rub in that people are not perfect and the all of the different things that they want end up being in conflict with things that other people want and the station has to make things perfect for them, but it does so by locking them away, keeping them away from each other. Each one ends up isolated in its own little capsule. And 
saved in its own little, not even having real lives, but being locked away in virtual realities where each of them can live forever in a perfect fantasy. None of them ever get to do anything real. They're not alive anymore. They are these, they are trapped in these. Like the matrix. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But, but yeah, I had not even planned on going there. And as I started (laughs) spinning this thing out, that's where it went. Nice. So that's my person, my problem, my place, and my purpose, all figured up in one. All right. Okay, so if you want to um, join in on the fun here, Holly has another four that she is going to put up, or that I am going to put up, on the Alone in a Room with, with Invisible People website. That is alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And then you can, you know, see what the last four are and use all of the questions. <laughs> so yeah, if you already have a free account uh, or you don't, just go and get one at hollyswritingclasses.com and we will have that in the forum. Since it's going to be in the show notes, it'll be in the forum notes and then, you know, you can just pop in there and <laughs> do your own versions and uh, well, maybe I'll put all 10 up there as well just to kind of, um, you know, have people start going through and answering them. That would be fun. That would really be fun. Okay, so is that it? Was there anything else that you Well, we to have add? a takeaway. Okay, yeah, yeah go ahead. We, we have a takeaway. Um, when you are coming up with your own ideas, you have heard us doing this, but you try every variable that you can think of, whether you like it or not. You know, you have some ideas that seem when you come up with them like dumb ideas, okay? You never tell your muse that's a dumb idea. You just go ahead and go with it and see where it takes you. And there were a couple of ideas that I popped out with, and I don't know whether there were any of yours that when you thought of them, you thought that's a dumb idea. It just kept going until I made it better. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And, you know, you did get to hear us doing some of that. Um, Also, ask how you could make things worse for your character. And that in fiction is the biggest, I hate to use the word trick, maybe technique. Technique The biggest, most useful technique for, for storytelling is, okay, well, this is bad. How can I make it worse? The answer is not how can I make it better for him or her. It's how can I make it worse? That's hard to ask yourself when you love the characters. It is. It is because you're thinking, oh, no, she's in such trouble now. I want to save her. And then then you have to develop this other part of your personality that goes, but not yet. First, it gets worse. And the third thing is ask what one change would change everything. And that's um, like, okay, well... When my my sapient space station uh, started taking care of people and really taking care of people and everything had to be perfect, then that one change that changes everything is, well, how does the space station define perfect? <laughs> so the, is that all three items? That on the is all way? three. Okay, yes. so read them out again. Okay, try every variable you can think of, whether you like it or not. Ask how you could make things worse for your character. And then ask what one change would change everything. And every single time you come up with an idea, you make sure that you have defined your person, your problem, your place, 
and your purpose. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. This one, I have to say, this was a lot of fun. It does not feel like the time has passed that it that has passed. Oh, my God. But it was, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, right. so let's tell them now about your idea. Yeah. So I had an idea, and I, I threw it across Holly real quick, and she was all for it as well. So we are going to be creating flash fiction stories for our ideas and we are going to um, be putting them you know up once we're done but she is going to take her stories I'm going to take my stories and we are going to create two completely different ebooks but yeah so so um, we're we're going to do two separate books but uh, mom thinks it's a good idea to have like one of her stories in mine one of my stories in hers just you know kind of to show that it was a collaboration um, but I was just so excited by some of the ideas that we were coming up with. And I kept thinking, I want to write this. I want to write this. So I figured, you know, why don't we? <laughs> yeah, why don't we? Yeah. And maybe maybe the the last four, we can do four extra stories doing the last four ideas. Or yeah. the ideas from the last four questions. Yeah. Um, and those are those will be neat because... Anybody listening to this podcast won't have heard spoilers for them. <laughs> right. So that even if you have listened to the podcast, there will be some surprises in there for yes, you. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess be on the lookout for that. We'll let you know in a, another, in a future episode, how our stories are going and then when we're going to publish and stuff like that. So if that's something you're interested in, you know, um, keep an ear out I guess but I yeah. thought it would just be a lot of fun and something that we could collaborate on <laughs> yes it's <laughs> like I'm just worried about saying anything in any podcast episode ever because it's just gonna come back and I'm gonna be like that ah, nope opposite yes. right brain right brain says yep 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 we're gonna do that you think we're not but <clears throat> <laughs> yeah so okay um I believe that is it for the episode so that was it for how to brainstorm ideas a workshop <laughs> and um so yeah if you want to you know give your brainstorm some ideas in in the forums you know we would love to have you in there we'd love to see your ideas everybody's there to just kind of have fun and uh get some help from other people and it's just an amazing community so that's at hollyswritingclasses.com you can also you know leave some notes or tell us how you think we're doing on alone with invisible people.com find the episode in either case and um just find the episode topic jump right in and start talking you can follow us on the socials as well that is at instagram and twitter at aia R-W-I-P. You can also find us at Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Facebook. If you would like to support the podcast, we have two different ways. There's a one-time support method available at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com on the top right hand. There are th There's a drop-down menu and there's three different options. If you would like to support the podcast on a monthly basis, you can find Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Patreon. That is uh, AIA. RWIP or Alone in a Room with Invisible People at patreon.com. We also have, uh, there's three different support levels there. And I am working on figuring out the best way to start doing simple rewards for our members. But I do want to say thank you so much to those who are supporting the podcast right now. There have been uh, a few different areas of improvement so far. And um, I've really been able to 
I'm, I'm taking a course right now on how to use even uh, GarageBand a little bit better so that because that is the the equipment that I use and hopefully you guys will be able to hear a difference very soon even if it's just a subtle thing um, if you want to support the podcast in a third way and probably the most important way you can support Holly you can buy her fiction you can buy her courses at hollyswritingclasses.com or you could support her patreon Holly Lyle it's l-i-s-l-e at patreon.com she also has three tiers it's one dollar two dollar and five dollars and uh, you can watch her build her fiction. So I believe that's everything. If you need to contact us, you can contact us at show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. So I just want to say for me, thank you very much for joining in. I, th- I really do hope you had a lot of fun in this episode just listening. I hope, you know, you maybe laughed at us or, you know, thought, oh, that's, that's you know, idea is too sad for me. Something, you know, just, just I hope you had a good time. Yes, yes. And thank you so much for coming in here. And just if you played along, just I hope that you got some really awesome ideas out of this too.